You are listening to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. Welcome to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Live Show. My name is Zach Hammer. Today for you, I have Jason Abrams. Now, a little bit about Jason. Jason has been called the Jerry Maguire of real estate by the New York Times. He's assisted more professional athletes in their relocation than anyone in the US. He sold homes on three continents in 2015. Uh, he has sold a prominent movie director's estate in London, a top-rated DJ in Hollywood Hills Mansion, a Fortune 100 CEO's beach home in the Hamptons, and he did that all in the past year. So really excited to have Jason on. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Let me uh, let me get my mouse over here. All right, and he should be in in one second. Let's see. Jason, do I have you? You got me. Awesome. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and show names so everybody knows who we are. Jason, welcome to the show. Welcome to the uh, Real Estate Growth Hackers Live Show. Excited to have you on here. So, uh, what? Uh, where, where, where are you? Uh, where are you coming in from today? Where are you located right now? I'm in Detroit, Michigan today. But we run operations in Phoenix, in the Scottsdale area, in Las Vegas, in Portland. Right. So we get around, my friend. <laughs> Good call. Good call. So, uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and uh, and dive right in. I know you're a busy man. Let's dive into the content and uh, and take this where it will go. So, uh, so Jason, one of the things that I always like to 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 start with, one of the things that I like to ask people who have, you know, who have a solid business, who have good um, good results in the real estate industry, is is where did where did you start? How did you get started in real estate, and and what what got you into the industry? I'll tell you, but but I want I want to I want to come full circle on something. Okay, cool. Exactly, businesses that 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 we have and all the things that we've done. I just awesome. I don't want realtors out there under the idea that that's all we do. Because I, I want to be right. really clear: if everyone were to run out tomorrow and try to make a business built on celebrities, they would have a difficult right. time doing it. Absolutely. So if we sell, I don't know, 50, 60 homes a year to athletes, we sell 350 to 400 homes to regular people. So just to nice. be clear, we make far more of our money selling homes to regular folks than we do to celebrities. Awesome. That said, I started in the real estate business just like everybody else. I graduated with high school with a 1.8 GPA and couldn't get into college. And what do you do? You either go to work at a grocery store or a real estate office. They both <laughs> right. pretty much had the same training and the exact same amount of time you had to sit in a classroom. I think in Michigan at that time, it took five days to get a license to legally help people buy and sell not only homes, but right. commercial real estate and vacant land. And I found that shocking. And uh, it's, thank God, though, because it's been a great run. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's yeah, it, it's so we see a lot of similarities, a lot of people coming into real estate. It, one of the things that attracts them is how readily you can get into it. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, when you consider that we have the lowest barriers to entry of other any industry that there is, and right. we now have, I mean, due to technology and the advances, unlimited earning potential. I think right. that's why you're starting to see so many places that have shunned residential real estate really open their eyes. I mean, as we sit here today, Baylor has a residential real estate program. Harvard is working on a residential real estate program. And if we, so many realtors out there think that like, oh, you know, gosh, if I just had become a doctor, if I'd become an attorney, I got to tell you, it's like standing in a diamond mine and looking out over the desert and saying, I wish I was out there. Right. This is kind of where it's at. I mean, we're at the top of the sales food chain with the highest commission splits there are of any of the sales industry. And we sell the only product that someone else pays for other than the end user. And then they just get paid back over 30 years. It, it's an ultimate dream for a salesman. Yeah, absolutely. The, the real estate industry has, has so much potential for people to make 
a great deal of money working with some really cool people, helping them with some really interesting, uh, interesting problems, you know, getting, getting into a home, all that kind of stuff. It, it's such a, uh, uh, a ripe opportunity for helping people with a really complicated thing that can go on in their lives and you get paid well for it, which is, you know, wonderful. <laughs> You get paid great for it. And the, the truth of it is, is we're not we're not really in sales. I think there's right. the massive misnomer that real estate agents are salespeople. But when I think about sales, I think I've never really convinced a person who wants a beautiful home to buy an ugly one. That would be stuff. <laughs> right. Really do that. I like to think of us more as kind of tour guides. You know, when you know someone who goes on a European vacation and they come back and you say, Well, how was the trip? And they go on and on. It's about the tour guide if they had a transformative right. I think that's more what residential real estate is than, say, shoe sales. And by the way, I've done those also. Not a gig I recommend. <laughs> Good call. And yeah, I mean, it, it really is. It's, it's so important that, that that distinction to understand it really isn't traditional sales, right? It's, it's very much the you're finding out people's needs, their goals, their desires, and then you're connecting them to the things that fit that, uh, fit that already existing idea, right? And yeah. the best way to get them there. Oh, we're the architects of modern society. I mean, the truth of it is, is that the play that is people's lives is done on the backdrop that the real estate agent provides. We kind of make cool as we go. Without us, there's no granite countertops or stainless steel appliances. We made that cool. And there's <laughs> 1.6 million of us out there running around deciding what the next latest trend is. Right. There is no sporting event. There's no play. There's no concert. There's nothing without a venue. That's right. It's the ultimate backstage pass. Consider that people will spend their greatest moments and their saddest moments in the homes that we provide. If that doesn't speak to you, you're missing the boat on this thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's such a such a cool time, especially like you mentioned with with where technology has come to enable some of this process to to help people make those connections and 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 help people in that process. Not only are you are you already working with such a valuable product but you you have so many things at your disposal to make this make this work and make this successful today. Oh, 100%. I mean, I, I, I think there was this prevalent idea that technology and mankind were going to have like a war, like in Terminator yeah. 2. And, I, and I, don't, I don't think that's what's happening. I think we're more so having a marriage and the right. virtual world and the physical world are coming together and they're intertwining in all these different ways. I don't think that technology will ever replace real estate agents. Right. I do think, though, that real estate agents that embrace technology are going to replace those that don't. And Absolutely. so today, the challenge, the challenge has changed for realtors. It used to be, let's go find people that want to buy and sell real estate. That was the challenge. Right. We know now that, I mean, this year alone, 99 million people are going to search unique visitors on, on Zillow to look for houses. Right. So the question isn't, how do you find the 99 million people? The question is, of that, we know in these United States, we only sell 6 million houses a year in a good year. So now we have to use technology to weed through the 94 million people we don't need to be talking to. Well, I got to tell you, right. if you're a realtor and you're planning on doing that with a pen and paper or a shoebox <laughs> method, I think you're in for a really difficult run. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Because, I mean, that that really is, it, it, that's what the game becomes, right? It's not, it's not so much just about finding the people. It's about finding the right people. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and, and we're finding them now earlier than ever before. I mean, you know, the reason people, they, they buy internet leads or they buy Zillow leads or they buy these things and then they say, well, the leads are no good. And I simply submit to you that you're just catching people so early in the process. That's the difference. In today's right. modern real estate world, winning feels like losing because you don't know that you win for 18 months after they get in your database. Right. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a that's a whole that's a whole change. And that's by the way, 
when I got into the real estate business, we're talking about almost 19 years ago. Right. And um, I remember the concept of making $100,000. Like, I, I couldn't fathom that. Like, right. I, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then I met a guy who had done $500,000 in GCI. And by met, I mean, I sat in an audience and watched him on a stage. And I was thinking, wait, wait a second. You mean to tell me you made $500,000 selling houses? <laughs> I was coming out of Detroit. Average sales price was like 6400 bucks. And I was like, right. you made a half of it. And I sat there and I, and I, and now I think, you know, I, I crossed somewhere around the $3 million GCI mark or something with our team, with our team last year. And I, and I, and I was thinking to myself, like, it just hasn't been that long. Right. I mean, the changes that we're talking about 19 years ago, there was no MLS in my marketplace. The MLS consisted of a little old lady that would come by the office every Friday and hand deliver the pages with right. loose photos of the houses. <laughs> and, and now you look up and the industry doesn't resemble anything like that. Right. But I think an important distinction to make is that there's really nothing new with the core way we do business. Like, we still know that people buy and sell real estate for the exact same reasons they did 70 years ago. It's right. a life event. You, they either, you know, you get a job, you lose a job, you get a wife, you lose a wife. It happens, my friend. You, right. you, you get rich, you get poor. And these life events lead to buying and selling real estate. And it's the same scripts that move people faster into action with us than without us than it was 70 years ago. And right. it's the exact same emotional response to real estate they like and that they don't like as it was 70 years ago. So the only difference is... Everything the same, married with this technological component, has enabled teams and mega teams and mega agents to do more business and make more money than anybody ever fathomed. What's cool about it is that we're in the infant stage of that. Right. You know, I, I, was, I was talking to somebody the other day and I said, you know, the Industrial Revolution wasn't that big of a deal. It really wasn't. You took unskilled labor from the farm and put unskilled labor into a factory and they wanted to call that revolutionary. What, what's going on right now in the real estate industry? With technology, where entire swaths of the U.S. and world economy and workforce might not be needed because of all right. I mean, hey, God, it's, man. It's interesting for sure. Yeah. We're living in this time, and I, and I think a lot of real estate agents are taking it for granted, but we're living in the golden age of residential real estate. Absolutely. It, it might sound corny, but like the median sales price is higher than it's ever been before. Realtors are making more money than they've ever made before. More technology is in our hands than ever before. But after you give enough evers, you have to look up and say, I'm living in this magical time and I'm taking it for granted. And what am I going to do differently tomorrow? Yeah, exactly. And and I mean, to your point, one of the things that you had mentioned before was uh, – uh, we, we will always have a place, I think, for the real estate agent, but there may be fewer real estate agents for the sake of those agents that learn how to capitalize on these trends, learn how to capitalize on this technology and the abilities that they have are the ones that are going to succeed. So, you know, if, if anybody is sitting here thinking like, hey, am I missing the opportunity? Well, if if you're not doing the deals, if you're not if you're not getting it done, if you're not finding the ways to leverage yourself that. You might be. You might be missing the opportunity right now. <laughs> well, it's kind of like it's a dead man walking scenario because let, let me give you something to think about. If you're not running a business that's capturing people that want to buy and sell real estate in the next 18 to 24 months, here's what's going to happen. The teams and the people that are are building databases that are hundreds of thousands of potential consumers wide. Now, I say potential consumers because who really knows at the end of the day? Right. But if you're not and more and more people are, there comes this point in the curve where all of a sudden all the good ones are taken. Now we all yep. know what that feels like at a high school dance or at two in the morning at a bar. 
you don't want to be in that position. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's so, it's so important to have uh, not only that long-term view knowing, Hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not looking to find, I'm not looking to spend a bit of money on Facebook and immediately find those, those buyers, those sellers that are going to pop right now, but know that you're creating those relationships. You're creating those connections that are ultimately going to turn into business. Um, for, for you right now, uh, leading into this, what, what, uh, what are some of the strategies that you're finding are working well for your team to, to make that connection, to make those bridges, to start 18 months before they're ready to do the transaction? I kind of look at it two different ways, right? You're, you're either running a practice or a business. Right. And I, and I don't take anything away from either. I think that it's pervasive in our industry right now to award the big teams and award the big businesses. My team and I were nominated for Inman's Innovator of the Year this year for the team. Right. And I look up at the people that they that they nominated and I take my head off to the person that won. But I got to tell you, you didn't see any sole proprietors being talked about in Inman this year. And I right. want to take a minute and talk directly to those people because I know you have a lot of viewers that are sole practitioners. Right. There's absolutely nothing wrong with growing a practice. Like if I was to say to you right now, give me your first reactions of Taylor Swift and the business that she's created. You wouldn't tell me she's a loser. You, right. wouldn't, you wouldn't say it. But she right. Practice. If she doesn't show up and get on stage, there's no money. Tom Cruise, the guy, if he doesn't show up to make movies, these are practices. There is nothing wrong with owning a practice. Right. Then you have people that want to build businesses. And businesses are the kind of thing where it doesn't matter if you show up or not. I make no distinction between the quality of either. I do think you need to first make the decision of which one you're going to own. Right, right. And I would build the businesses different way. And so if I'm building a practice, the way that I built the athlete practice was to go after sphere of influence hard. Now, when I think of sphere of influence, I don't think somebody that I can go have coffee with. My definition right. of a real sphere of influence is I believe that there are buyers and sellers and then there are realtors and there's space in between. That space in between is filled by any such person within any community. So in Detroit, that person's the barber. Like the barber in Detroit knows everything. You're like, hey, you know, who did this? Who did that? And they're like, that guy. That, they know. Right. I wanted to do business with rich people and I didn't know any. And uh, it turns out that rich people have a few things in common. They have accountants, they have financial advisors, and they have lawyers. Right. Those are the people. Consider this. Consider that the average divorce attorney in this country will do 10 divorces a month. I mean, 56% of all marriages end that way. 10 right. divorces a month mean 10 marital homes they have to sell, plus both X and X either need to buy or rent, which means the average divorce attorney is connected to 30 transactions. We're talking about 360 deals a year. Now, I ask you, my friend, if you can get 20% of that and take down a quick 72 transactions, is the problem what kind of car to buy or what color Porsche to get? That's, <laughs> that's where yeah, and, and that's such a, a fantastic way to look at, at, at the networking aspect, right? Don't 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 try and network uh, necessarily with with the end deal. Network with the people who already know where the, those end deals are, right? Well, that's the thing. Like, if if you're a sole practitioner and you're going to go out and you're going to compete with the mega teams, let me just tell you, we're calling expireds, we're calling fizzbos, we're circle prospecting, and we're knocking on doors. I wouldn't do that. If I was a sole practitioner, I, I see no reason to play. I got news. You want to win games in sports, play against younger and inexperienced competition. I'm a Jewish guy. I'm 5'10", not the most athletic, but I dominate seventh grade soccer. <laughs> right. I'm faster. It's man strength. They don't know what to do. That's what I think you need to be looking for that low lying fruit. So right. you want to go knock on the door, find one expired. I don't take anything away from that. I think that that's great. You want to go make friends with one attorney who's connected to 360 deals a year. 
at my peak in the athlete business, I had six people in my database. Now they were the number one and two sports agents in the world. And I mean, I had some really good people, but I didn't know any of them. It wasn't like I inherited the business. I literally went out and said to myself, who are the people that I need to know if I want to break into this industry? And for me, it came down to financial advisors. It came down to attorneys and it came down to accountants. And in your town, USA right now, there's a ton of those people. So what, what keeps you from picking up the phone, though, is this idea that they probably already have somebody that they do business with or not knowing what to say. And I think that that's really easily overcome. I think the truth of it is, is they all have a guy, but very few of them have a friend. So right. I think you define communities in which you excel in. Do, do you golf? By, do you golf? I, I don't. I don't personally. Okay. Well, consider, I do, right? I don't okay, know cool. if you call what I do golf, but I like to go out. <laughs> I like to put on white pants, a yellow belt. I look really masculine. That's right. And when I'm getting ready to do it, I feel good. I feel right. good. I'm going to be out. I have a beautiful wife and a beautiful child, but I'm going to be away from them. Nothing wrong with that. It's going to be five hours. Imagine if you started inviting people to go do the things that make you feel good. Right. If you could be the best part of somebody's week, it doesn't matter how many guys they have. They do business with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's it's such a such a key shift that most people miss, right? Like, like the, the, if you're going to build your business, just like you mentioned as, as a, as a practice, it's, it's not about all the sales uh, tactics and techniques. It's, it's about building those relationships and you build relationships the same way that you build relationships, right? Like you get out, you share your time with people, you do things that you enjoy. It's, it's honestly not that hard. People I think want to make it a lot harder for themselves than that it is. Well, and I, when I think, and I, I take some of the blame off of them. I think the reason why right. we make it harder than it is is because we've been hardwired not to do it. Like I, I have a four-year-old son, and I tell this story all the time. I saw him in Toys R Us, and he was talking. I had wandered away, and he was, was talking to a guy. And I ran over and I grabbed the kid, and I looked at the guy who's bigger than me, so I avoided confrontation and ran in the other direction. But when right. I got alone with the kid, I said to him, "Don't talk to strangers." Don't do it, okay? Right, right. Dangerous. Talk to people you don't know. And he looked at me with these big eyes, and he started to cry, and then I gave him a hug. And I was laying in bed that night, and I was thinking, you know, one day he's going to go away to college, and seven years later he's going to get an undergrad degree, and he's going to come home, and he's going to say, Dad, I'd like to come work at the family business. And I'm going to say, great. You better talk to 40 strangers a day. (laughs) And he's going to look at me, and it will have been my fault. And I think that that's the problem. I think Absolutely. we're hardwired not to do it. And, and you, you talk about lead generation, and we've also created lead generation platforms that we hate. When right. I talk to people and I say, so what do you do every morning from 9 to 11? The ones that lead generate, and they say, well, I cold call, I do this. And I say, well, do you like it? And they say, no. And, and I don't understand that because life, I think, is not about how quickly can I get to a destination that I never arrive at. Right, and right, right. Is what it's all about. So you ask me, Jason, what do you enjoy doing from – Look, I like going on long lunches. I like drinking wine while I do it. I like a cigar. I like to shoot guns. I like to go to a concert every now and then. These are the things that I'm going to do. Right. I would tell you, figure out what it is that you want to do and then invite strangers to do it with you that enjoy it also. And what you'll find is that when you feed their soul with your activity, the real estate part of it just takes care of itself. Uh, And and that's 
Oh, that's so powerful too. Cause, cause you're exactly right. And you know, every, like one of the, one of the things in marketing, especially everybody's talking about, you know, how, how do you, how do you be uniquely positioned? How do you be, you know, what's your unique selling proposition? And, and everybody takes it as a, uh, like a, a, a bigger, this is the very unique thing I do as a business. But the reality is if you're building a networking style business, like you're talking about, you have your unique interests, you are a new, unique person and that becomes your unique your unique selling proposition. hundred percent. I mean, the, 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 think if you, you can use anything as use tennis. If you, right. if I said to you, if you were independently wealthy, what would you be doing? And you said, Jason, I'd be playing tennis. Well, I'll tell you what, you better start playing every Wednesday from 11 to one o'clock because poor people yeah. don't do that. It turns out. Right. You're going to be playing with people that have a little bit of money. You better yeah. be doing it with at least seven strangers. So you're the eighth. And you send an email before you go play. This is who's playing who. You send the email about what public courts we're going to. You pass out the balls. You bring the orange slices like it's fifth grade. Everyone's going to laugh when you do that. <laughs> play tennis. Enjoy it. Afterwards, send out an email about how great it was, what the highlights was, and what time we're playing next week. That will grow. And if you let them leave their office to come be part of your favorite part of the weekend, it, there's, you'll never have to ask them for a referral because at some point you'll just say, you know what? You know anyone buying or selling? You won't have to. They're going to say to you, so, you know, my friend is thinking of selling. Right. You can do that with everything. If you love shopping, if, you, if that's what you want to do, you better be at the mall with a group of shoppers at 10 o'clock, meet at the Starbucks, everyone have coffee, talk about what it is you're going to go buy, all everybody disperse, come back an hour later, show off what you got. Absolutely. That's a community. And there's one in every niche in life. There's one for horseback riders. There's one for yoga. There's one for jogging. There's one for wine tasting. There's one for food. What do you want to be? If I guarantee you, unless you're a really wacky fetishist, there's a <laughs> community of people out there that want to do what you want to do. Go bring them together and you be the one that proctors it. And they will look at you as someone they want to move closer to and you won't have to beg for it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh man, that's that's so so powerful. I, I, I like that's one of those that's one of those major light bulb moments that like sometimes when when you're looking at things like this, you've seen the times where maybe and maybe some of the viewers listening um, have seen this too, where where you hear something and you're like, you know what? I've seen that. Like I've seen that. In, like I, I've done that. And yeah, I've gotten a lot of deals out of that. Why am I not doing this intentionally? Why well, am I not being specific with it? Yeah, well, exactly. The reason you're not, it's because there's not a single brokerage house in the world, including the one that I'm affiliated with that thinks that that's legitimate. Right. Because right. I'm not right. counting the number of contacts I'm making. I'm counting the number of minutes I'm enjoying my life. Right. And what, you start keeping track of that, it becomes limitless. Oh man, that's super powerful. I we actually real quick we had a question come in uh, from Donald that uh, that I think that's really relevant to this, uh, and I, I may already know your answer, but I'd love to I'd love to hear your take on it. So Donald said, "How do you incentivize your network if you do?" So on this topic, yeah, I, I don't I, I don't incentivize the network. I believe that the network is there because we're enjoying the association. I'm working right. really hard to become friends with the people that are in it. I think that that does it itself. The few times that I want to go out of my way to incentivize somebody, I do it through experience, not through capital. So I can okay. think about, I had a financial advisor who had was born in New York and right. he had lived there through college and he had moved to LA and he became really big. And um, he had, you know, we used to talk about his time in New York and it was the single greatest experience I ever provided somebody. I got on a plane from Detroit at six in the morning. I right. flew to New York. I took a cab to the peanut butter and jelly company in Greenwich. I got him a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, two carrot sticks and a celery stick, and then flew to California and brought it to him. 
I got there at two o'clock their time, walked in with a brown bag and put it on his desk. And I never had to ask for a referral again. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Like, seriously, I, I think this is one of those things that that most of the people listening, I think most of the people listening may have a hard time believing exactly the amount of business that you can get from this. But the but you oh, man, you guys would be surprised. Like, seriously, I know for, for I sold me, hundreds of millions of dollars. Of the, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. That financial advisor introduced me to a DJ who became one of the top five in the world, who I sold $30 million worth of real estate to in a nine month period. Oh, geez. And that's the thing. Most people don't like, they don't realize the, the, the way that this process works. It, it, it is, it is so much less uh, hard sales and, and, and pounding the pavements and picking up the phones as much as it is the, these deals just they'll end up coming to you because people like to do business with people they like. Can I walk you through the process from the agent that's sitting in their office right now and not knowing any rich people to getting rich people? Please, please do. And I'm going to be taking notes. Okay. So here's how it goes. The first part of this is the reverse cold call. That's step one. So you need to Google in your area, Google top financial advisors. Forbes comes out with a top 20 list in every one of your marketplaces. No one on it's going to be managing less than a billion dollars in assets under management. It's a great list. It's a lot of rich people. Google top divorce attorneys, Google top accountants. Good to go. Okay. Okay. Now here's the call. Hey, this is Jason Abrams calling. I deal with luxury real estate. Hey, look, you know, it's the craziest thing, but half of my clients are going to get divorced and I don't know a good divorce attorney. Can I come in and spend 15 minutes and just learn a little bit about your business? That's it. There you go. They say, well, yeah, I guess. And I don't get caught with secretaries because I use the dial by name directory before 7 a.m. They're the ones in there working. And then they say, yeah, that'd be fine. And I say, okay, by the way, I'm going to be so fast. I'm going to be in and out of there in 15 minutes because I am slammed this time of year. I just want to be clear on that. Right. Yeah, no problem. Great. I call on Monday and Tuesday to set up appointments for Wednesday and Thursday. The goal is to set four appointments. That phone call is a really easy one because here's the naughty secret. They're supposed to be lead generating also on the other end of the phone. So when I call and say, I deal in luxury real estate, I have people I don't know. Can I come in and spend 15 minutes? They just say, sure, no problem. Right, 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 right. Step one's done. That's okay. You're going to be doing eight of those a week. It's easy. Okay, awesome. The appointment itself. Here are the rules for the appointment. Rule number one, you do not dress to the nines. You okay. do not put on a three-piece suit. You do not put on a name badge. You do not put on a tie clip or a lapel or anything in the shape of a flower. Right. That is inappropriate. You got to be cool. You got to be dressed, but you cannot look like you're going to get a loan or meeting your parole officer. <laughs> Rule number two, your cell phone stays in the car. I don't bring phones. Okay. Rule number three, I'm not saying there's not a time and a place for business cards and name badges and bios and quiche recipes because realtors seem to love those. I'm saying this isn't the time. All of that. Everything a realtor would do, you don't do any of it. You leave right. it. Great. That's it. Now you're ready to go on the appointment. Okay, great. Here's the entire script. The only way you can screw this up is if you ad lib, okay? Really easy. Here's how it goes. Thank you so much for meeting me. I really appreciate it. I was so looking forward to this. By the way, I, I, I only have 15 minutes. I'm absolutely slammed this time of year. I told you that over the phone. So I don't want to bore you with any information about me. Like, I'm just a residential real estate guy. We all know what they do. I'm just the best in the country at it. And I'm not going to go into details on that. I really need to understand you. And I don't need to know why or necessarily, I don't need to know how you do divorces 
or how you manage money because I, you're obviously really good at it. I do the, I, I really want to know why you do it. You see, right. I'm a business owner just like you. And I find that once I know why people do things, I understand right away if there's someone that I can do business with. Absolutely. So, why did you choose the law and specifically why, why divorces? And then that's it. Now you have to be quiet for the next 13 minutes. If you talk, you ruin it. I'm, I, I've tried this. So right. when they say, when, when they say, well, here's what's going to happen. They're going to take you through their whole life story in three minutes. Well, I grew up in Boston. Everything was great. Went to the university of Michigan, got a law degree, moved out here to California. The rest is history. Okay. You can't get anything with that. That didn't tell you why anything. So what you have to say is, help me better understand the decision to leave New York and go to the University of Michigan. Okay. That's a lot different than I went to the University of Michigan also. We were kind of like frat brothers, even though we weren't in the same frat. <laughs> what door were you in? It's not that. Right. Real cool. Tell me your thought process. Help me understand that. Ask follow a question. What'd your mom think of that? Anybody who you ask that to will give you a 10-minute answer, okay? <laughs> Keep them going for 15 minutes. Right. Once you get to the end of the 15 minutes, you say something like this. Wow, that's fascinating. You know, I, I know we just met and all. I, I see so many similarities kind of between our paths, even though they're, they're different. To me, they kind of feel the same. It's interesting. Yes. Now I really would like to know how you do what you do. Do you have any kind of write-up on the firm or write-up on, on you or, or anything like that? Now, at this point, they either have to turn around to get it or they have to get a secretary to get it. Something happens. Right. And at that point, I'm looking for something in the office that have personal interest. So maybe it's a Sierra Club mug because they like to hike. Or maybe it's a set of golf clubs. Or, you know, it's a poster of, of, of brown bears mating. It's, right. God. But whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever it's going to be, right? I make a mental note. They give me their stuff. I say, hey, thanks so much. I really appreciate it. Like I said, I'm slammed this time of year. I got to run. I wish I could stay. Now they say right away, wait a minute, you know, tell me a little bit about you. And I'm like, oh, I'd love to. I'm so pressed. Um, uh, don't worry. I'll be in touch. And I leave. I get to the car. I brain dump everything. I write everything down. Take right. a note of the item that I notice of the personal nature. I then go on the next meetings. At the end of that day, here's step three. I go to the bookstore. Get to the bookstore, and I go to the magazine rack, and I find a magazine that was on whatever their topic was. So okay. great magazine on brown bears mating. It's a rare read. Uh, I find it. I put a Post-it note on the front and says, hey, was reading this and thought of you. Check out page 64. I dog ear page 64. I FedEx that to them because realtors use the mail, which means I'm going to use FedEx. Okay. There. I then wait a couple of days. Then I send an email. The email is questions on whatever they gave me. Hey, I was reading all your stuff. Here are my questions. And now this magical thing happens. They write back, hey, Jason, so great to hear from you. I would have called to thank you, but I didn't have any of your contact info. Thanks for the magazine. Hi, you're into brown bears mating also? I mean, this is weird. <laughs> and, 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 and we're off and we're running. And right. That ends that step. The next step is we become friends. And to me... A friend is someone who does what I want to do when I want to do it in the manner that I want it done. Those have been the most fulfilling relationships in my life. Right. I, I wish I could tell you that I know that's a self-serving definition of a friend, but those are the ones I do the best with. Here, I'll give you an example. Absolutely. Like if I'm going to go to a sporting event, I right. know I'm going to go there in a limousine. I know I'm not going to deal with parking. I know I'm going to stay for no more than half of it. And I know that I'm going to be home before it ends so I can sit watching on TV. That's just how I'm going to go to a sport. <laughs> right. You might not like going with me, but 
then again, you might say, that's how I would. Oh, my God. Like, if, <laughs> that, if I could go to a sporting event that way, I might go to more of them. Right. Yeah, I think you probably would. Right. How do I like to go to lunch? I like to go to lunch, and I like to earmark an hour to do it. I like right. to have an appetizer. I also know I'm going to have either a cocktail or a glass of wine doing it, and I don't want to be judged. I don't care if it's 8 a.m. or noon. That's how I like to eat. Now, yep. that, you might say, Jason, that's not for me. Cool. But right. then you might say, oh, my God, that's how I like to go to lunch. Right. And, I, and all I'm doing is I'm inviting you to be a part of my life. I'm going to consistently invite you to do the things that I want to do, but I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do them. And you're either going to say yes or you're going to say no. Right. Those events have some rules. Number one, I don't bring a phone anywhere. Number okay. two, I won't talk to you about residential real estate, no matter what. So when we're golfing and you say, so, Jason, you own a brokerage house. Tell me about the market. I'm going to say, you know what? I'd love to do that. I would just like to do that with you back at the office. I kind of I come out here to not talk about that. And I'm golfing. Right. I'm not going to talk about resident. I'm not going to ask for a referral. I'm not even going to. And I'm not going to complain about the industry. I'm not going to talk about some mortgage monkey or an appraiser or anyone that's ruined my day or a title company or my admin. You're never going to. I'm never going to be like, oh, my God. And they want a credit for the furnace and the furnace works. Like, I'm not going to do that. We're just going to have a great time. And I'm going right. to do that for 90 days. And okay. here's the last step in the program. At the end of the 90 days, I call it the litmus test. Good luck spelling that, my friend. I am going to L. I think I got it. I think I got it. I am simply <laughs> going to say to myself, I'm going to say self. Am I friends with that person? Like, do I have the kind of friendship at this point where I could call up and say, look, we're buddies, right? And they would say, yeah. And I'd say, well, I, you, I'm the best realtor on the planet. You know it. How come you never sent me a deal? Right. I would be able to say that to any friend of mine, and then they're going to say what they always say, which is, I already got a guy. And <laughs> I'm going to say, I, everyone's got a guy. I'm not a guy. I'm your friend. Right. How about you send me the worst deal on your desk? How about you give me the worst pile of S that anyone's ever – how about you send me the deal that you can't send your guy that you could only send your friend right. and find out what makes me so damn good? <laughs> that's perfect. And that's it. And the system is over and everything is closed. And then I get a deal and then I give better service than anybody else because I still believe real estate is based on service. Absolutely. And the whole thing starts over again. And I'm not looking for 800 friends. I'm looking right. for two friends a year. And I'm going to interview eight people a week to find them. Wow. Wow. That is that is so powerful. And, and guys, if, if anybody listening, if you guys missed that uh, that process. So step one, and here, I'm going to take this one off while I'm going through it. But so step one was the reverse cold call. You're basically saying you want to find out about their business. That's kind of the crux of it, right? Um, step two is the appointment. The appointment, you're going, to, uh, you're going to go in. You're basically going to do what you said. You're going to ask about Ask about their business. Find about out about their business. You're not even going to talk about your own business. That's the only way you screw it up, <laughs> right? And uh, and while you're there, you're going to use that time to find something that they care about, something that they like, some way to connect with them, right? Uh, so then, step three after the appointment, you're going to go out. You're going to find a way to relate to them. Bookstore is what you recommended. Book, magazine, something like that, where you can then send it to them. 
Uh, you're going to then send that to them. You're going to email them questions on their business as well. And uh, and then after that, uh, you know, after they respond and, and, and you start talking, um, the next step is to become friends. And that process is, again, like you said, doing things you like to do in the way you like to do it with these people, right? And and, and the reality, so just like you mentioned, so th there's a process to this, right? There's a bit of a culling process. Not everybody that you do these initial appointments with is going to become your friend um, because not everybody's going to want to do what you want to do. Yeah, go ahead. The vast majority are not going to become my friend. Like right. the vast, and by the way, I kind of think that was what my high school experience was like too. Like right. I'm just going to go out on a limb here and say the vast majority of women were impervious to my charms. It was okay. <laughs> I needed to only find a few and I did. Right, right. Absolutely. And so then after, after you become friends, you, you've got, you've got a friend now and the test is, is how, uh, how much are they actually your friend? And you do the litmus test and the litmus test is, Hey, we're friends, right? Why haven't you sent me a deal? And right. just like you mentioned, and, and go way, ahead. If, I say to, if I say to myself, self, you know, could I ask that of somebody? And the answer is no, I it right. was so weird. I, right. I just defriend that person. I just stopped calling them. And that's okay. <laughs> Like, and I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, it's so strange. I just joined the face pages, my friend. And I got to tell you, people get weird when you defriend them. Like, <laughs> I, it's the strangest thing. Like, I'll defriend some. I won't do it anymore because I've, I've turned out I'm ruining people's lives. But I, I defriended <laughs> a bunch of people and they started calling me. And right. they said, bro, we got beef. And I was like, no, what do you mean? And they were like, well, you defriended me. And I was like. I didn't, we weren't communicating over the direct message at all. I, you weren't enriching my life. I didn't think I was enriching yours. I don't, I, I understand you're happy with your cat. I, I was done with the photos. I, you mean you still wanted to be friends? And in Facebook, it's weird, but in real life, that's exactly the organic maturation of either friendships or not, where right. you just simply defriend people. And I celebrate it and I think it's really healthy. Yeah, I, and and I'm completely with you. I mean, the uh, the reality is, you you find the people that you like spending your time with, and you spend time with them, right? Like that's that's the way that it works. And and, and yeah, you're, you're, the the whole Facebook dynamic is kind of interesting. The Dude, it's yeah, I was like, bro, we can be friends again. I didn't know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Absolutely, man. That, that that by itself, guys. I like. I we we've got we've got some more stuff, and I'm going to ask you a couple of more questions before we we wrap up here. But we got that was it, my friend. I got to catch a plane. Awesome. So that that was some powerful information, guys. As as we're as we're wrapping up, as we're finishing up. First off, Jason, where should people reach out to you? Where should people uh, connect with you if if they got referrals, if they want to send you business, if they well, even you know, and even if you just want to talk and you want to talk real estate, if you're looking for a coach or you're looking for something. I want a breakthroughnow.com. If you go to I want a breakthroughnow.com. That links directly to my calendar. Now, let me just be clear on this. I'm not trying to big time any of you guys. I'm not saying that in order, I have this website. It's about break. All I'm saying is I needed a way to get people linked to my calendar. This <laughs> is the best way to do it. So if you right. want to get together and you want to chat, that's the best way to find me. And I, and I want to tell you, I want to just, I want to expand your mind for a second. Consider this. Consider that the model I just described works great in the town you live in. Right now, I remember when I was younger and I was doing it where I was living and I ran out of attorneys and financial advisors. Like it got weird because I was going to the, like Morgan Stanley had like 600 financial advisors and I was like hiding around corners. So ones I met with the week before didn't notice me. 
Right. Like, it's weird. How many times can you call and say, I don't know any advisors? <laughs> so I simply was like, you know, where, where, where would be a good place to expand? Now, I was thinking about right. this when I was 23. So there were different motivations driving it. I picked Miami South Beach for natural reasons. And right. I would simply call into South Beach on Monday and Tuesday. I'd fly there Wednesday night. I'd do appointments Thursday and Friday. And I'd party crazy Friday night, Saturday, with the red eye back to Detroit on Sunday. This is the most scalable model that there is. And there's a motive <laughs> it because I don't care what Zillow does. I don't care what Notepad does. I don't care what Century 21 or Keller Williams does. Nothing will ever replace a personal relationship based on shared interest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every day. And exactly to your point, we didn't we didn't dive in and talk about this side of it. But even on the uh, on the end of if, if you're not doing the practice model, but you're doing the working leads, making calls when you're talking to people for 18 months before they're ready to do the transaction, that that's essentially in, in a way a smaller version of doing the same thing. Right. You're, you're building up that relationship. Well, I think the biggest, you know, people that are calling on internet leads, I see, I think all of our agents should be doing what I just described, but in the right. morning they should be cold calling and talking to internet leads because I think that creates the bridge to get you to the place where you really want to be. Right. And agents are under the assumption that they're leads and they're not, they're people, right. my man. These exactly. are people with, with, that, with fears and life events happening. And when you feed their soul, they will feed your pocketbook. And just because you, they registered as Mickey Mouse with a phone number, it doesn't mean that they don't care about you. I sell a lot of homes to Mickey Mouse over the course of the year because at some point we find out their real name is Donald. And we end up doing business. And if you care about them and you act like you do, there's this idea prevalent in, in American society that the event is what counts. And I'm here to tell you, I think that the relationship is the conversation. You see, when you go on a date with somebody, I don't think it's the movie that matters. I think it's the discussion on the way to the movie. Like I think about all the dates that I've ruined with my wife. And I, 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 and I find date nights difficult because there's no listing presentation involved. And, <laughs> but you go and I think about the ones that I've ruined are the ones where I actually paid less attention to the drive and the conversation on the way to the movie and then the drive and the conversation on the way back. Absolutely. And, you know, was someone trying to hold your hand during it and were you open to that? Right. It's the conversation that is the relationship. It's not the other way around. Right. Right. J Jason Abrams dropping not only some business knowledge bombs here, but dropping some great life lessons as well. This is uh, this has been some fantastic stuff. Hey, Jason, do you have do you have a couple of minutes to stay on if we have any questions or, or do you got to get going? I, I got I got two minutes. I, I got this in at 515 with a 630 flight. Sounds good. So, hey, guys, if you have any questions, we've just got a couple of minutes before Jason has got the jet. So if you have any questions, get them in below. Otherwise, either way, uh, make sure to check it out. Uh, I want to break through now dot com. I've got that up on the screen. I dropped a comment. You can click to it and uh, and get onto uh, Jason's calendar. Start potentially building that relationship with Jason. Right. So uh, great, great stuff, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks so much for the uh, for the information. It was super powerful. And guys, I, I don't know if you realize this, but we we tapped into probably just an iceberg of the value that Jason has here, right? Like in terms of the of the information. That, man. It's an honor to be asked to do something like this. I mean, there's a lot of people in the industry, Zach, that are talking about what you're doing here and your viewers. And and I know that you have you have Kevin Kaufman coming on, and right. and I got to tell you, you know, I don't, I don't know. I can't imagine having access to the type of people that you do. I'm honored to be part of that group on the fringe of it. But to have this kind of people who are willing to give you this kind of time 
and who are willing to give their secrets and then to not take advantage of it in the industry. Right. This is the kind of stuff that 10 and 15 years ago, I was paying six, seven, ten thousand dollars to get in front of a guy like Brett Tanner right. for 10 minutes. Like I you were paying four grand to get four hours. Right. You, right. By the way, that was like if you decided you were worthy to do it. Like he was like, Well, let me ask you this, send me over your credit report. And you would be right. like, Okay, I hope he approves it. Oh my god. <laughs> and and now to have guys like that this open about what they're doing, it's right. You're changing the industry, Zach. Well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. And it, it's, it, you know, honestly, it, it really, it goes back to the same thing as, as what you're talking about, right? Like this is, this for me, this is something I enjoy doing. I enjoy talking to people and getting this information and putting that back out into the real estate community and helping everybody to grow their business. Because the reality is the more successful real estate agents are, the more successful I end up being too, right? So it's, yeah. Absolutely. It's it's so powerful. So it looks like we don't have any questions coming in right now. There might be some questions that come in after the live show. You know, I don't. Do I take this personally? Like next week is Kaufman <laughs> going to have more viewers and more? If he does, I don't know what I'll do with myself, man. I'll have to tell HGTV they were wrong. <laughs> you know what, guys? So this is one of the things that we see. A lot of people get busy. Time of day issues with that. We see a lot of people hop in after the fact. A lot of the views after the fact. So. Anybody watching this, if you're watching the replay, make sure to drop some comments. Give Jason some love for all the value that he just brought. You guys don't make realize. Make sure he knows. I have, without, I'm going to lay awake at night and wonder, and, and the <laughs> self-esteem will plummet. I'm counting on some thumbs up here. Just drive by and just be, do one of those. So our, our goal, our mission, if you're watching this now, you got to share it. You got to like it. You got to comment to make sure that Jason gets the, the, the all due respect and value for what he just brought, what he just delivered. You. I mean, you know, I did just give away the entire business model. That's made me moderately well. I just handed it over. So I wish everybody luck. <laughs> so awesome. So awesome. Thanks again, Jason, for, uh, for coming on. Uh, you know, Hey, if you, if you have anybody else that you think would be a good fit for this, that would be a good fit to come on and help give back to the real estate community too. I would love to, uh, to, to meet them. I'd love to bring them on. If you have anybody like that, feel free to let me know. And, uh, I mean, I, I'll tell you, man, I, 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 there's few, there's a handful of people that have changed my life and Gary Keller is one of them. I've been lucky coach directly with him. The, the other one's a guy named Brian Gubernick. Awesome. I, I, yeah. You know, Brian, and I, I do. don't know on your show, but like Brian took what Brian took my practice and he turns it into a worldwide business. And I think he's awesome. probably got the biggest brain of anyone in our industry today. So if you haven't had him on here, you better get him on soon. Absolutely. I will definitely reach out to Brian and, uh, and we do, we've, we've, we've done some business together too. So I will, uh, I will happily reach out to Brian as well. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Jason, for coming on. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Jason, have a safe flight. And uh, yeah, so guys, if uh, if you didn't already, uh, make sure you like, you comment, you share. We want to make sure to give uh, give Jason as much value for the value that he just uh, he just brought us. That was a fantastic Facebook Live. If you missed it, go back, rewatch it. Uh, seriously, amazing strategy, how you can tap into the, 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 the network of millionaires, the amount of, the amount of uh, business that you can get by creating relationships with people who, uh, who you can not only do a ton of business, you can be doing it in a way that you love, that you enjoy making your time worthwhile. Oh man, 
so much power, power there. Uh, if you guys haven't already, I want to break through now.com. That was Jason's site for you to be able to get on his calendar to, uh, to, to get some more uh, information about what Jason is doing, how he's impacting the, uh, the, the real estate world. Uh, so if you guys, uh, like that content again drop a drop a comment below i, I see we've got one from uh, from donald here uh donald said that was amazing thanks zach and jason i'm having trouble removing the brown bears mating visual though yeah i i i'm with you that was a uh, that was a, a great way to make the point on uh on some of what people can uh uh you know potentially have as a as an interest there um it, guys, one one last thing before I let you go. Uh, one of the things that I know that real estate agents struggle with is they struggle with that process after after you've started building uh, the, the relationship. Especially, uh, so we talked today a lot about the about the practice style real estate business. That's what Jason Jason brought to us. Um, if if you have the style of business where you're trying to uh, generate leads, where you're working expires, where you're working those fizbos, where you're trying to attract buyers, all that kind of stuff. One of the things that I've seen people struggle with is that process of what it looks like to process that business. And so I actually put together a, a free course that you can get access to today. That course is called Ultimate Lead Machine. Um, what that course is, is it, it, it we talk about that process of exactly how you follow up with people. If you want that course, you can get it free today. All you got to do is drop a comment down in the description that says uh, Lead Tips, L-E-A-D-T-I-P-S. Let me go ahead and throw that up on the screen real quick. Here we go. So say lead tips in the comments and we can send you that that uh, that course right now. Uh, our team will reach out to you. We'll tell you how you can get it. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, then all you got to do is uh, send, a, send a text message with the message lead tips, L-E-A-D-T-I-P-S, uh, one word to 444-999. That's lead tips to 444-999. If you guys aren't already set up uh, to be notified of the next episode, You'll want to do that as well. As Jason mentioned, we've got Kevin Kaufman coming on. Kevin's going to have some fantastic information for us as well. And uh, you just heard from Jason as well. We've got some other people that that uh, that we can be reaching out to and getting onto this show to give you guys some fantastic value. Uh, what you got to do is you got to drop a comment below that says notify. And my team will reach out to you and tell you how you can get on a notification list so that you don't have to miss any of these episodes coming out. So again, uh, it, it looks like we don't have any more questions, any more uh, information coming in. So I'm going to go ahead and call that show a wrap. Thank you for everybody coming out. Thank you for watching. If you're watching on the replay, thank you for watching live. Thank you for your interaction. I'm so grateful uh, to be able to bring this information, to interact with some of these people with you and, uh, and let you sit in on those conversations. So thanks so much. I hope you have a great day and I will, uh, I will see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. And you can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.